Hello, hello, welcome to episode 279 of The Brandon Chin Show, formerly known as Raw Japan. Uh, yes, it's uh, been a few months since my last episode, but the reason it's been so long is I've been sitting and thinking. Well, I've been moving and thinking. It's kind of hot here in Japan right now. So as you may know, if you, actually, if this is your first time listening, uh, I live in Fukuoka. I live in Itoshima City in Fukuoka Prefecture. It's a countryside, but, you know, just the right amount of countryside. I'm close to Fukuoka City, but I also got beaches, mountains, and rice fields, delicious, fresh, organic vegetables, local meat, uh, great fish, and brown rice. I eat brown rice every day. That's something you need to know. Um, this is season two of this Raw Japan show. Uh, the reason I named it Raw Japan was my whole theme was based on bringing you, uh, you know, the real Japan. And a lot of people call it real Japan, traditional Japan, but for me, it can also be modern. It's just that I want to bring you the uh, Japan through Japanese locals' eyes, you know. And uh, I do that by you know, tapping my network, bringing you stories and interviews from local artists and entrepreneurs, and uh, trying to give you a perspective that you can't get from forums or you know, Reddit, or, and I, there's no problem with Reddit, or Quora, that Q&A site made by former Facebook employees. I mean, there's some in, good insights there, but I think a lot of what you find online, and even YouTube with J vloggers, you know, I have nothing against these people. I've, ta I've, you know, watched some of their content, and it's helped me, so there's value in it. Uh, I just think it's quite biased, uh, because a lot of Japanese people don't speak English, so the Japanese perspective stays amongst Japanese people. And, you know, then you get all you get, if you're an English speaker and you like Japan, then all you're going to get is perspectives from uh, Westerners that live in Japan or have experience with Japanese people. And sometimes those, no, most of the time they're biased. And even mine is biased as well. I mean, that's a natural, that's natural. But what I try to do, and I think what makes this podcast and what makes my books and what makes my online community different is that I bring you, I give you access to Japanese people. And so you actually can speak to them. I mean, I do two live calls every week in my private online community. Um, if you're interested in that, you can just go to uh, brandonshin.net and jump on my newsletter. Um, but what I want to do with this season two, right, I, like before, if you've listened to the 278 episodes uh, before, those um, were more just kind of uh, freestyle uh, uh, musings from the Japanese community, I don't know, countryside. I would just pop on my phone and just, you know, tell you a story about 
my day or something I had uh, something I had experienced with Japanese people that I thought would benefit you in some way giving you kind of a you know giving you the ability to experience the Japanese countryside from your home but what I want to do with season two and from here on out and why I renamed this the Brandon Chin Show is that I want to be more uh, uh, defined in how I bring you value from Japan. And I think the best way to do that is through the lens of wellness. Because I, at the end of the day, I think that's what, you know, these, these pandemic months have really um, provided some clarity to me. And I mean, of course, you know, it's, it's, I mean, there's plenty of suffering going on right now around the world, but, um, and, and I don't take that lightly. You know, I acknowledge people might not be in the position to sit and think and <laughs> write and, you know, people are trying to survive. So, uh, I acknowledge that. And, uh, how I spent my time during the pandemic months, I'm very fortunate to have been able to think um, without having to use that brain space to survive. Uh, I found that the reason why, you know, I lived, I've lived in Japan for six years now, and the reason I can see myself living here for the rest of my life is because I've what attracts me to Japan is wellness. I think there's just a basic understanding of wellness in Asia in general. Uh, you know, there's, you know, meditation, yoga. Uh, most of that stuff is, is Asian-based. Um, and then food, uh, exercise, uh, you know, spending time in your community, having relationships that last your lifetime i think all of these things come together to find to create this balance in most people's lives and it's just natural for people you know it's um it's not like a trend what you'll see in the west like let's go to a wellness retreat um which is fine i mean and that's the thing is like I'm speaking to you, people that are interested in those type of things, people that are interested in meditation retreats, yoga retreats, uh, you know, fasts, um, you know, different types of juices and taking care of yourself and, um, you know, exercise and bringing all these elements together to uh, and therapy, especially therapy right now with anxiety on the rise. But um Wellness, right? It's it's an active pursuit, so it's not you're not gonna. It's active pursuit of well being, basically. And there's six different dimensions: um, social, uh, mental, emotional, physical, uh, spiritual, and environmental. Um, and what I think I can do with this podcast is uh, help you with four areas of wellness through the lens of Japan. So if you're a wellness advocate, um, what I want to offer you is basically the opportunity to learn from, uh, to learn focus and uh, 
wellness habits in those four areas, social, mental, emotional, and spiritual, um, from Japanese artisans, which are called shokunin. Uh, and the way that you are able to do this is that I have this product called Shokuning Mode. Basically, you flip a switch and you can go into the mindset of these Shokuning artisans. Uh, because what I'm finding, I'm interviewing them, I'm, I'm filming them and interviewing them and then uploading those deep dives into their lifestyles over an hour apiece into my private online community uh, where you can ask questions directly. You can relay those to me and I'm going to translate them and, you know, conduct the interview, uh, which is all in Japanese. So I have to provide subtitles and stuff like that. But, um, sorry, it's pretty late and I'm rambling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically... You learn from these shogunate artisans and um, you get their products. So you get to ask them questions as if you were in the room with them. And, you know, if you even if you traveled here to Japan, you spent the thousands of dollars it costs to come here and travel around, uh, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be able to access these artisans. Most of them are very shy Second, they none of them speak English, basically. They're older, usually. Uh, and a lot of them don't just give tours of their factory. But because I've lived here for six years, because I have a network, I'm able to tap uh, these connections um, and then visit these factories, show you the creation process, uh, give you the background. I mean, this is over an hour worth of content per artisan. And there's 235 officially recognized crafts in Japan. I plan on interviewing all of them. Right now I'm focusing on the island of Kyushu. I mean, there's already like over 20 of them in just on this island. So um, I'm giving you access to these artisans. Uh, I'm the bridge to these artisans and their life lessons from dedicating decades of their lives and past generations uh, into one craft. I mean, just think about that. Decades of your life into one skill. I mean, that's why Japanese craftsmanship is world-renowned. Um, but that's the funny thing, right? Because most of the crafts are everyday objects that were used in the past. And they just, you know, love, diligence, care, all of that has been put into them over the generations uh, over the past generations and now they are world-class art whereas before they were just everyday objects used right and it's amazing to think because a lot of us in the west are so used to uh, this consumer culture that many things are disposable whereas in japan i think if you are familiar with japanese culture there's a concept that is widely uh, practice which is motai nai uh, and uh, again this I mean you'll see in Japan too there's a lot of waste as well I mean that's the truth of it that's the reality uh, if you go to a convenience store you see 
singular bananas wrapped in plastic. And I think Japan has like a huge uh, contribution is not really the right word, but uh, the amount of plastic Japan produces is huge. And a lot of it goes to, I think, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of uh, wrong (laughs) in Japan. Japan is not perfect. Uh, And a lot of what you might see... Japan is not weird or twisted or this harmonious land of fairy tales. There is humans there are humans here and so humans are multifaceted and you get all of it and what i aim to do is bring you the lessons that i've learned from japanese shokunin artisans officially recognized by the government um uh bring those life lessons to you through my podcast through this shokunin mode product through my novels so that you can take those life lessons and implement them in your own life and become more of yourself. Because I think that's what wellness does for us, right? When we focus on these six different areas, that's social, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and environmental, we can really pursue uh, well-being consistently, right? Wellness is not... um, there's no end to wellness. It's it's an everyday thing. It's forever. It's um, you maintain your state of well-being. So you might not see art as a portal to your wellness, but I think for me, I think it's a great connection because to be able to do something day in and out, one thing basically, uh, takes a lot of focus and balance and so um i'm going to interview these shokunin artisans uh record these videos uh subtitle them uh get your questions give them to these artists get those answers give you those answers um connect you with other people interested in japanese art and wellness in a private community, and then buy these traditional crafts and mail them to you wherever you are. So it's a one-year subscription to Shokuning Mode. Um, You get one interview in the private online community per month, and once a year I send you a box of six to eight traditional Japanese crafts. it's this product is expensive um it's you know i'm driving all over japan (laughs) i'm interviewing people going to the factory shooting uh and then buying these expensive crafts and uh mailing them to you and then maintaining all of the costs that come with maintaining an online business so it's an expensive product. I just want to tell you that up front. But I really do think that the lessons from these artisans and the questions that you can uh, direct to these really unicorn-like <laughs> artists 
making world-class crafts that can really enhance your life. I think uh, you can transform the way you see the world, the way you see yourself, and the way you maintain your wellness. And, you know, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to give you the tools uh, that have helped me transform my own life. Um, and, you know, I think that's the, the main theme. Uh, I think my purpose is to help people question their reality because I do it to myself with every chance that I get is that I always try to question uh, myself and keep myself on my toes and say, okay, is this, is this, you know, what I want to be doing right now? Is this beneficial to my health, my wellness, um, etc.? You know, always questioning myself. And I think that's what keeps me active, what keep, keeps me energized, what keeps me going. And I want to be able to give you that, those same uh, lessons. So um, I'm the bridge to these master craftsmen and craftswomen and uh, the way that you can access this, especially if you're a wellness advocate, the way you can get access to this product is uh, DM me on Instagram. If you go to B-R-A-N-D-O-N, that's three underscores, C-H-I-N. Again, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, and then three underscores, and then C-H-I-N. Send me a message. Just tell me you heard me on the podcast, uh, what episode um, and then I will see if you're a fit and get you set up, get you in the private community and get your address so I can mail you these crafts. I'm really excited. A lot of them are pretty, um, they're just amazing things. I mean, I, I just interviewed a, a longbow craftsman. I mean, he told me that it takes a year to make one longbow. And there's two over 200 steps. What? Yes, over 200 steps. But they make it from local bamboo in their local forest. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, there's so many artists like this that just... I, I, it just blows my mind. Decades of your life to one skill. So much respect for them. And I want to bring you those... I mean, there's there's no other thing like this. Where are you? El where else are you going to be able to get access to these craftsmen in a raw way, where you can see? Because these interviews, you know, I'm I'm not doing a lot of editing. I mean, you can think of it kind of like the Joe Rogan of Japanese crafts and wellness. And when I say Joe Rogan, I mean his podcast in the sense that. You know, they're like two, three hours. It's just flowing. There's no, there's really no cuts. You're seeing everything. And that's what I want to do. I want to give you the human side of Japanese art and crafts because a lot of it, a lot of what you see online is too pretty. I have a lot of respect for people that, you know, Kyoto Journal. Uh, there's even Spoon in, in Tamago in New York. And... Uh, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of the Japanese design and art that I see are people that cover it. It's it's just too pretty, and I want to give you the human side to it. So 
Uh, I'm excited to do that. Just send me a DM on Instagram if you're interested in learning more, and we can see if you're a fit. Uh, again, thanks for checking in to the Brandon Chin Show. This is the first episode uh, two. Episode, no, no, sorry, season two. <laughs> episode, I just saw that. I was, I've was i been recording for 20 minutes. It kind of took me. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to make these episodes shorter because I want to bring you just use, man, I, I got to go to bed. It's like it's 12.35 a.m. here in Japan. So time for me to hit the sack. Uh, and, oh, yeah, so this is a new season. I want to end it kind of with a, a, a cool thing at the end. Um, basically, it's uh, a little slogan. So it's discover Japan, discover yourself. I like it. I think it has a nice ring to it because that's what I did. I came to Japan and I learned more about myself and I'm a better version of myself. So I hope I can do the same for you. All right, good night. I'm going to go to sleep. Oyasuminasai. See you on the next episode.